0: Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a feel-good football Friday, it Playoff is here. Friday. Playoffs are Playoffs. here again. It is the divisional round. We'll be diving into all the matchups today. We've already covered a lot of the positions and and a lot of the guys you should be investing in on a day trade type situation. Where these, you know, the matchups are they speak for themselves. It's incredible. We can't wait for it. It's going to be great. I want to remind everybody right now that if you're a weirdo green texter, a, aka an Android user, you can now download uh, the Mojo app onto your phone. So now we're available on both iPhones and Androids. So we're excited about that. They're testing some stuff out over the weekend as well. So be, be in the know. Go over to Mojo.com. They explain it all um, of what they're trying to get done. So it's actually really exciting stuff. Got new sports, new states, all this stuff coming up very, very soon. But before we get there, we got to get to the playoffs. And they start this weekend once again with the divisional rounds, so let's break down some of these divisional rounds and i do want to let you guys know that it is none other than dave Starchio and of course chris gucci and of course a5 anthony behind the glass here at chop studios had to get that in there before i forgot almost just breeze right by it and anthony at the end of the show would have been like hey by the way you didn't say who the hell you were so want to inform everybody who we are all right jaguars chiefs we've been talking about it all week We've been talking about hit the historic comeback out of the Jaguars last week. Yeah. Very exciting stuff there. But in come the team that's been waiting in the wings and just overall dominance. I don't know. How do you see this one playing out? Are there any guys that jump off the charts at you at sneaky little plays? Yesterday you had to play about Boston Scott, Papa Scott. Everybody kind of popped for that one. That was exciting stuff. But um, this game in particular, who, do you, who, who are you looking for?
1: It's hard to go anywhere but... Uh, all offensive Chiefs players. But really, I think the Jaguars pass catchers are going to have themselves a day as well. So I think this is a game where you could pretty much take your pick on both sides of the ball. There is the, the obvious thing where one of these two teams seasons ends, it's a playoff. So Jaguars players, though, out of all the teams that you're looking at in the NFL, and you're looking towards next season, and you look at the second halves of teams this year, the Jaguars look like they're a really strong bunch, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. Doug yeah. Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley coming to town. We don't know what's happening with Evan Ingram. I keep forgetting I, about Calvin Ridley. This yeah, is insane. Yeah, ETN, and then I'm sure they'll be able to figure out another running back to add to the mix because it's starting to look like a fun offense. You're giving up for. on Snoop Connor already? <laughs> um, well, either either someone else added to he the emerges the mix or somebody else. Or some else. emergence from right. somebody else because they've been there a little bit and they have their eye on him. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm... I'm you could take your pick across the board on offense on the Jaguars for me because if you're willing to hold on to these players all all season, and now think about this, think about the potential of upsetting the Chiefs on the road oh. for a Trevor Lawrence stock or something like that. You know that that's one of these legacy-making wins yeah. that if you do that early on in your career in the postseason, you know there's the sky's the limit already, but it'll just put the the rocket up his ass a little bit more. Yeah, we said it earlier. That <laughs> no, that's
0: but. perfect. Um. That's one of my favorite lines from one of the uh, (laughs) from one of the major league movies. Alina rocket off his ass to get that one Um, to the moon. So um, the only thing that concerns me with the Jaguars is, in fact, their start that they had last week. Um, This is a team you can't start like that with. You can't turn the ball over four times against Patrick Mahomes. They'll cash in every single time. They have such a lethal offense. And of course, your 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 normal plays you should like since the inception of this show and this product. You should have been Mahomes all the way. Um, that's a guy you mu- use the multipliers on because even on a bad day, he's still throwing for 300 and like three yeah. touchdowns. That's like a bad That's a walk in a park for Patrick Mahomes. Now, big stage. You get home. Um, Doug Peterson, listen, he's historically has had some underdog teams kind of run through the playoffs a la the Eagles. You know what I mean? And and he's done big things. I
1: mean, he's got a freaking statue outside of the link. Put it this way. So, I'm, I'm not giving them a chance, but there is clearly because they have to not given the them game. a chance. I'm Even not... when
0: the Chiefs struggled a little bit over like the Texans
1: in the back half of last this year, the Chiefs, the showed, Chiefs showed that like the Chiefs. I'll, I'll some consider holes. them somewhat like the Spurs were when when they were kind of just getting through the regular season. I know that the Chiefs are getting up. Was for it every Ginobili game. days? Yeah, nice. Well, you know, Tread, like Little Parker days. This is when the Chiefs <laughs> the Chiefs are are playing their seasons to get to this point and yeah. everything is riding on this point that matchup with either Buffalo or Kansas or, or Cincinnati I think the chiefs have their eyes set on that which could be dangerous but I think they're too well coached yeah you don't want them to look too far ahead yeah I'm not getting behind the, the NFL
0: that. has already decided to start selling tickets to the neutral ground site. Um, so that's another thing that Jaguars might be like. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah, yeah dude. You want to sell tickets before we even get step on
0: the field? All right. Sell well, the tickets. Trevor Lawrence sell the tickets. did also come
1: out and say, "Well, you know, the Kansas City fans. I can't imagine them being much louder than our fans were this past Saturday."
0: I mean, they've done decibel level tests over in Kansas City. Now let's think about this for a second.
1: Duval County. No disrespect. But no utter disrespect. No, no, no disrespect. Because, <laughs> because when it comes time for a big game. The fans show up and they they act crazy, but the Chiefs fans have been doing this for a really Chiefs long Kingdom time. Is a whole sea see, that's of red. A, that's a tough stadium to play in. And now, when you have the starting quarterback of the other team, unwittingly giving them the fans' locker room, locker room yeah, bulletin board material.
0: Woo. Can I ask you a question though? Like from a logistics standpoint, every game through every season, every location, you'll see a sporadic amount of opposite fans. Are We gonna see any teal jerseys in Kansas City right now? Like would any of those Florida guys travel to the cold Kansas City? Well, there
1: could be a, a rando in there yeah. here or there that's like a, a Jaguars I just feel like, fan from like, like the Cowboys Missouri. they travel well, the Packers, the 49ers, all these I think teams. When you have what you have now the new age fan and I see this a lot and I'm like this in the NBA where you know people might just be in on the Jaguars because they're super in on Trevor Lawrence where if you're a collector or if you're there are those people exist. <laughs> no offense. It's
0: like, I'm in on this because I got all his well, autographs. Well, well like...
1: I'm trying to find ways to come up with a, a, a victory dance for Trevor Lawrence because <laughs> there is a PSA 10 it's graded a... <laughs> uh, true prism rookie sitting in the other room that I would like to double up on.
0: Yeah, well, a win here will double up that price, maybe triple it. Um, anyway, so you yeah. got no shot you got no the Jaguars don't have a shot Actually, in your I'm eyes. I'm thinking
1: about it now. Due to that tr- uh, true prism <laughs> rookie, I think the Jaguars might now. Right. That would be ideal. I'm in on Trevor Lawrence as you guys well know now. Um, I'm pulling for them, but I just don't see it. Yeah, I mean, I, this is the the heavyweight. I'm also pulling champ for them. Right here. I
0: like the story. I like the quarterback. Uh, you know, I, again, the story's fun. I don't I don't know. I don't see it. I mean, these guys aren't the Chargers. You know what look, I mean? Look, like let's the just Chiefs go, are let's a high just, power. Let's offense. just
1: agree that we could we'll all pull for the Jaguars. We know they're not gonna win, but if they do, we'll just say there's nobody here that's like, oh, I had a feeling. No. Mm.
0: No. I'm ho- not I'm hopeful, but the Chiefs no should
1: win this game outright handily. Yeah. No that's feelings. why that's how this should go. All right.
0: Saturday night in prime time, the New York football giants decide they wanted to travel on down to the turnpike. And stop off in Philadelphia. It's the Eagles and the Giants. We've been talking about this all week. We've been talking about Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley at length. The Eagles coming off the bye, so they haven't played in a little while. The only thing I'll say in regards to the Eagles is that they haven't played a meaningful football game in, like, I don't know, three, four weeks. You know what I mean? Like, the last when they lost to Dallas on Christmas Eve, they they now needed to have some wins. And then they lost again to the Saints. And then you're setting up a Week 18 matchup where it's just like... We're going to run through these guys. So if you count week 18, the divisional round, and this week leading up, it's been like three weeks since they had a try. So, like, that's the only reason why I think that a guy like Jalen Hurts will go out there, who I believe – I'm not a doctor. The the Mojo has a doctor on Steph. I'm not one, but I think he's a little bit more banged up than people talked about. Um, I think the fact that the Giants have a decent pass rush now and guys, big boys in the front, Thibodeau, uh, the other guy, was uh, Dexter Lawrence, like those guys – they can wreak some havoc. I'm trying to pitch for the Giant fans, but the Eagles are an all-world team. I they the got Giants, good players at I, every I position. I truly
1: think the Giants are going to get smoked. Like smoke, smoked. like not even just yeah, run like, out of Philly. I could be wrong here, clearly. And I know that, look, if you watched a clip last week, you might be like, what is he talking about? He just said Daniel Jones was <laughs> the best quarterback that ever existed. Um No, look, Jalen Hurts is fully healthy now, and I know that you're probably right that he probably is a little bit banged up, but I think everybody is. And he finally had the injury designation removed. I think he was more hurt than than people may have thought originally because they were very, you know, hush-hush about it, which is typical at this point in the season. But when I'm looking at what Philly does well, and it's on offense, they do everything well, and on defense, they do everything well. And not only do they do things well, they do them exceptionally well. It's not like they're a well-balanced team. They excel in all phases of the game, Giants really struggle stopping the run on the road in Philly. I know that there's something about this giant team where they have the moxie, but Philly has put it on them this year, yeah. right? And First Philly's pass rush is a lot more to deal with than anything the Giants have been dealing with this down the stretch.
0: Seventy sacks as a team this year. Um, the Eagles. It's a outside
1: lot. of the outside <laughs> of the the game against the Vikings, which they you know they managed to win, all right. But the Commanders game, they they looked good. They needed that game, and the Giants showed up. But these are against teams that are the Commanders. They're it's not the Eagles. The Eagles when they're coming to they're they're they've been waiting for this game for about eight weeks, ten weeks now, where they kind of knew like all right, we're in the driver's seat for the one seed. So I don't think they've had real meaningful football games since week ten in, in some ways because they had such a huge lead in don't the. Don't you NFC. think that kind of pays in the favor of the Giants who are playing hot right now? Um, I don't know if the Giants are particularly playing hot either because you could make the same case like is. When it, when it comes time and it's like they, they flip the coin, the national anthem goes, bro, these guys are professionals. Like I, I think it's a little bit – there's a lot more put into the time off. It's either, A, you let that, that feeling creep in if you're a fan of the team and you're looking for a reason why, like what could go wrong, and then if you're hoping for your, your opening, i.e. right here, where um, you want a home game in the playoffs, so you're right. pulling for the Giants. So it's like, oh, uh, you know, you're trying to find your reasons – to me, that's not real reasons. It's like look at the matchups. The Eagles have them almost across the board in every matchup, and they that's do. why it's they difficult. Do.
0: They, they, as far as talent and skill levels, I think the Eagles do possess a lot more skill and a lot more talent. I just think, you know, I think the Giants have an actual fighting like, chance to like win this there's game.
1: There's really going to, there's a realistic chance at an upset this week. I don't know that there's a realistic chance at more than one upset this week. You know, because we feel like the, I would the love Bengals, it to go chalk Bengals, until Sunday night. The Bengals-Bills <laughs> game, the Bengals-Bills game is—I don't care who wins that game. There's no upset, right? We could we could agree. I right? agree. It's like,
0: I mean, it's the fact that it's in Buffalo that would give me the upset vibes. You know, if the it, and we'll I would talk say that it, you
1: could consider Dallas upsetting San Fran an upset or beating San Fran an upset because it's on the road and they're they're underdogs. So yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But out of the Chiefs and the Jaguars and the Eagles and the Giants, do you think either of those teams really like?
0: I, I, I'm on. The, I'm in on the Giants. I'll tell you right now. I'm in on the Giants. I, I just. I don't know. Like I said, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm, Maybe I'm points. in on the whole feel good to be there type moment for these. This coaching staff. They've turned it around very quick. I hate to say it. Trust me. I'm a Cowboys guy. I hate to see this crap.
1: But I, I think that I gotta call I think that I remains it. constant regardless. Like if the Giants lose this game, we could we could put to bed the idea or the notion that you know their season has failed. No, the Giants had a really good season. They, they definitely outkicked and their coverage for of, sure. Uh, Change the culture over there, so it's huge. Yeah. All right, moving also, on. What nobody up? cares about the Giants. I mean, our producer besides does. like half the people
0: <laughs> got a guy raising right. his hand over there. Um, anyway, <laughs> moving on. Bengals Bills on Sunday. So, but just to be clear, you're uh, you're not picking the, the, the Giants. <laughs> like I'm just no. Okay, all right, fine. Uh, Are just, we
1: making picks? I mean, I'm yeah, sort of leaning well. here yeah.
0: again yeah. on a on a Friday. Why not? Um, but anyway, moving on to Sunday again. Crazy story. Everybody knows what happened on Monday Night Football. They closed the game within, like, I don't know. It felt like there was, like, like 10 minutes left in the first quarter. I feel like I, I don't remember exactly how much like, time yeah, it was. Halfway,
1: halfway down. Yeah,
0: so that game gets canceled. It now resumes, and it starts over. And when you look at the film, you get, you can't study the, fr- the previous matchup because it didn't really exist, right? So I look at this game as the tale of two quarterbacks here. And while Josh Allen um, – Josh Allen's been playing – Lights out football. I did get a stat from a friend of mine who's a uh, Josh Allen guy or a Bills fan. The Bills are four and one, four and one, when they turn the ball over three times. Okay, teams in the NFL are twelve and sixty two when when they turn the ball off over three times. So they're overcoming.
1: So what, is it, what they've done? What's the second stat?
0: Like the Bills are four and one, yeah. but the rest of the NFL is twelve and sixty two when you have three or more turnovers in a game.
1: So, so the eight, Bills
0: are overcoming their their turnover woes, is what I'm saying. So
1: eight and fifty six, the rest of the league, the Bills yeah. like <laughs> yeah. So
0: I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like so I hope my math is right there. Probably though. not. It's Friday. It's early. Um, but what I will say is the the Bills have overcome their adversities. Josh Allen is still Josh Allen. I think he could take off and run. But when I look at that Bengals team, and I know they didn't really put up. The Bills turned it over three times this game. They're losing. I think so too. I think I think that record changes if Josh Allen turns the ball over in key moments. Like that's the problem. Well, that's the the good thing about Josh Allen's turnovers is that it doesn't come in key moments. It might come in like the second drive going towards the end zone, pick off in a red zone. That's okay. I we'll overcome. How many it.
1: turnovers he had in the Minnesota game where he fumbled in the end zone? That end had it. to be
0: one of the three plus days because that that would give them that win. You know what I'm saying? Like even even the uh, even the, the Dolphins game. You know he's throwing interceptions. He's fumbling. So. Do these loom large in a game like this? I think the Bengals are a team just like the Chiefs. Like, you do not want to mess around. You don't want – because I know the Chiefs – I'm sorry, the Bengals didn't really turn it up against the Ravens. They just really didn't. It wasn't a stat day. They had a 98-yard fumble recovery for one of their scores. So, it's like you're looking at this team, and all year long, I mean, you're looking at uh, Joe Burrow, and he he throws for, you know, a whole bunch of yards throughout the course of the year, 4,400 to be exact. Joe Burrow is – that dude, when it comes to December and January football, I don't think the moment gets too big for this kid. I think he's very composed and cool in the pocket. Makes plays when he has to. Jamar Chase against that Bill secondary. T Higgins against the secondary. Then you got Tyler Boyd. Then you got the Bengals have a lot of firepower. You, mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? As far as like this one could Bro, be a I'm shootout. Looking at,
1: I'm looking at DVOA for offense, defense, and total right now. Total Buffalo, San Fran, Philly, KC, Cincinnati, Dallas, and that that adjusts every week. Yeah. Yeah, so this is playoffs counts too? Yeah. Okay. Um, no, this is regular season. Mm. But do you want me to go to playoffs? No, no, I was just curious. Regular season and playoffs, it didn't change a thing. Okay. They're still one through six the exact same way. Um, six out of the eight teams left are, one, are, are in the top six, so that's kind of cool. And I think almost like you see how good, really, the Bengals are because I don't think they were really inserted into this conversation with the, the teams that have a legitimate chance until December. But they're top five in almost every metric. I'm looking at their offensive line. The The DVOA is good. The adjusted line yards is top seven. The Bengals are a really good football team, and then if you're looking across the other way, the Bills are number one team in DVOA, right? And that's offensively, um, and then they're second in defense or third in defense, which is absurd. Yeah. So this is the best matchup of the week. This might be the best matchup of the postseason. And then the winner until winter, next week's AFC until, Championship. Yeah, week. so <laughs> what we're seeing is it reminds me a lot of. It is funny because the 49ers are playing the the, uh, the Cowboys of those '90s seasons where it was like one of them, and then there was like the Packers looming. Starts
0: to sneak around, you know. Favre starts slinging around um, a little bit. That's yeah. kind
1: of what it looks like over in the yeah. AFC right now, where there's it's just loaded. You almost think it's almost you get the sense where it's like the Super Bowl is being played in the AFC Championship this year and then and then it's like yeah. how it felt when Dallas got there. It was like, well, Buffalo's dead, you know? Yeah. Pittsburgh's going to get dominated. 52-17. <laughs> um, but what are we? What game are we picking here? The Bengals? Yeah. yeah I mean, Bengals I, are my Super Bowl champion. I'm in um, on the
0: Bengals, too. I, I think they're going to pull this one out. I really do. I don't do. know
1: how, how much offense. This is going to be a wild game, I think, in the second half. I so. think a
0: mahomes burrow afc title game again would be T just, just as good. And you're T- in on T. Higgins. T. Higgins. T. Higgins is your guy this week. All right. Let's do it.
1: T. Higgins is like my one of my favorite non-packers in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, Love the guy. Has
0: had a successful season, and now the pressure's off him with the drafting of, of Jamar Chase once upon a time. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, you get the the one-on-one coverage you so desire. And T. Higgins can definitely take advantage of that very easily. All right. Primetime Sunday night. The We're Dallas Cowboys. Tangent. Yeah, the part pl- so What are da- we talking about again? Yeah, no know. The Dallas Cowboys taking on the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco. Um, listen, a lot I, I listen, I, I almost made a mistake and I said every day I come in here and I put my mojo hat on, I'm ready to go. Look, man. I'm sorry. I had to apologize to, to those out there. I, I'm not supporting the the Mojo. I'm not uh, using the Mojo hat today. I am putting on my Dallas Cowboy hat today because, look, it's one of the biggest games they've had in, in recent memory. Um, it's been since 2018 they've been in this position where a divisional round where they got stomped out by the Rams. It seems to me that Dallas always has that big feel-good win that, that they emptied the tank on in that first round, and then they just don't show up in the second round. I don't think the Cowboys emptied the tank against Tampa. I think that game was in hand the entire time. Yeah, they
1: definitely definitely, uh, have some bullets in the chamber. Yes, they
0: absolutely do. Now, look, the Brock Purdy situation is what it is. The guy's been winning football games. He hasn't had to do a lot, but he sometimes does. You know, he sometimes does light up the scoreboard, and you're like, holy crap, this guy can actually play quarterback, right? Mr. Irrelevant thing, that's dead, right? Nobody's going to ever call him that again, or they might just in, in reference to where he's been drafted. But as far as the mojo stock for this kid is gone, it's shot through the roof because every time he wins games, he's putting up numbers and they're just advancing, advancing, advancing. So now in come a high powered offense in the San Francisco 49ers, which are McCaffrey's and the Debos and the Iukes and the Kittles of the world. Like there's a, a plethora of guys to stop. And the Dallas defense had to stop Tom Brady last week, along with the Godwins and the Evans and whoever plays uh, you know, their tight end and Leonard Fordette. So they definitely had that wrapped up. This is a different beast for the Cowboys. There's not a single soul that I've seen out there outside of Cowboys media who are picking the Cowboys to win this game. So I'm all for that. I'm all for that feeling. I think that's a good good spot to be in, kind of like the Giants, where where nobody's picking them, but they're giving them a fighting chance. If if nobody thought that the Cowboys could win this game, the spread would be much higher. I think it's going to be close. I think they better make their field goals and their extra points. (laughs) But this game in particular, when I look at both sides of the ball – the higher-powered offense is, in fact, the 49ers. But if you had a, if a gun was to my head right now saying, win this big game right now, who do you want, Brock Purdy or Dak Prescott, it's not even close. Yeah, it's not I close. Think it's if you, Dak.
1: If you put, both, if put Dak on the 49ers right now, I agree they're a better football team than, than if they had Brock Purdy. That's no debate. Um, but they, it doesn't matter because the sum of all parts is what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. And that almost plays against Dak in this situation because, yeah, if it was they, them two heading up, deal. You could even maybe make the case about Parsons and, and uh, Bosa. Like, would they interchangeable parts, really? Um, yeah. I mean, I guess that wouldn't be the same Bosa's case. Bosa's about to win defensive
0: player because to year players. Because those two players are
1: 1-1-A one one when it comes to their position. Dak and Brock Purdy. Bosa don't cover nobody, bit, though. So that's think, think, that
0: he's just a, a, pure, a pure pass rusher. Yeah, Parsons does I, a couple things.
1: Can I be honest? I think what that does is it shows how versatile he could be. But I don't know that that necessarily puts Dallas defense in the best position. I think the Dallas defense is the best when Micah is getting after oh, the quarterback, I'll there's hardly no agree. doubt in my mind. And then when they sneak him back there on an off chance, that's fine. But when they have to adjust their game plan, a la the way they did in the Green Bay game when Vander Esch was out, they couldn't really rush Micah. You see what happens to that defense. They rely heavily on getting to the quarterback. 49ers have a really good offensive line and they have a really good system when it comes to keeping their quarterback upright. Mm-hmm. And they almost have this Mac Jones esque deal and Bel- Belichick approach to things where it's like, well, we're not going to even put him in a position to make the mistake. And really, I think the thing that's not getting talked enough about, and I don't want to necessarily bring this up because I know it's probably not what you want to hear on a Friday, but I don't think Mike McCarthy does well against Kyle Shanahan <laughs> career. You know, <laughs> I like the NFC you want, Championship. You want a story? Matt McCarthy Ryan. started
0: with San Francisco. So, like, that's where he started his coaching Bro, career. I,
1: well, can I explain? When Mike McCarthy got hired as the Packers head coach, he was coming from the 1-15 in 15, 1 in 15 San Francisco 49ers. One in 15, the Packers hired him. I was like, what's going on here? Yeah, how does that work? I don't know. But, but I'll tell you <laughs> and this. then you stuck with him for when 10 the Packers, years. The Packers, the, the whole boat trip season with the Giants, uh-huh. that was the year that the Packers got knocked out by the Falcons. Who was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons? Kyle Shanahan. Then you know the history with Green Bay and, and Shanahan. So it's like... I think McCarthy is looking at this one like, all right, I got to figure this dude out, <laughs> right? He has some good parts, but this defense is probably the best one that Shanahan's had, and that's saying a lot because they've had really good defenses. I agree. It's going to be a tough one for Dallas. I do think the game is going to be close. I think it's going to come down to the wire. 49ers are a tough team, I'll say that. Who am I in on? CD, because I like him on the crossing routes, and I think that he's going to –
0: Their corners can definitely be had.
1: Their corners can be had, um, and you don't need to – like, I think that – the 49ers are going to put pressure on Dak this week. Um, but there's still going to be some openings. And is a, you know, the, the Cowboys offensive line isn't necessarily struggling right now. They're playing well. They I mean, had, they're down Jason Peters. He's out. But so. they're th- as a unit, as a whole, over the last month, they're like Dak's not, it's not been the issue, is, isn't Dak getting thrown around? No. They haven't played Probably. the 49ers, though. So um, 49ers wise, I mean, McCaffrey, you can't not be in on. Dallas has struggled. I guess against running backs more so than what they've done. Struggled against other positions this they've year. Also struggled really against quarterbacks
0: against in their first year. <laughs> they're good you know what I mean? So you, you would think that, like, when you're looking at this game as a whole on the surface, you're like, okay, all right, enough of the Brock Purdy thing. Like, is he going to go to the Super Bowl and win the damn thing? You know, Brock Purdy. Is it that story? Are we going to see that for the first time in NFL history? A rookie quarterback goes I'm to in the Super Bowl and wins? Purdy,
1: definitely. Yeah, there's no fine question future. About it.
0: Great. I mean, but he has also not played a defense like Dallas. No, 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 not but at
1: all. He hasn't. Um... Both of these teams are touted
0: as the best defenses in football. Of the first, I don't know, five, I six don't, weeks. Of I year. don't
1: think he's played a defense like Dallas, but they're beating the piss out of these teams that they're playing. Yeah. Too, so it's like
0: yeah. you know, I it's mean, not
1: like he's having to struggle at all. We'll see. No quarterback is good when they're getting thrown around the backfield. No. So no. if, you they shake this that, guy once if they could do that, if they could do that, I don't twice. care. You could say first round pick overall. We watched Trevor Lawrence just throw four picks in the first quarter. Yeah. If you if you're struggling, you're struggling. It Doesn't matter who you are. It won't be because he's the last pick in the draft. It'll be because there's Micah Parsons in his face. Brock Purdy's legit. Mm, he's really good at what he needs to be doing for this team. The, he's not – you can't look at the 49ers and say, oh, Brock Purdy. He's, no, like, he, he's,
0: he's Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah,
1: that's over. Like, <laughs> he's Jimmy know, They're not hurting because of Brock Just Purdy. Just younger. This team does not <laughs> lack confidence because Brock Purdy's the starter. No, they got behind him, and that's what you're supposed to do. Jets. Yeah. <laughs> you're supposed to get behind well, I these mean, kids. Did you
0: see all that stuff that's coming out? Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah.
1: Well, um, I would be upset if I wasn't getting I have, like, a, a soft spot for Mike LaFleur. Well, now he's gone, and he was
0: junked over there in uh, New York, uh, according to Again, the Athletics. fall guy. Very big fall guy. Huge fall guy. Uh, but that's the preview, man. That's the four games going down this weekend. Uh, next week, we'll be talking about...
1: Yeah, fans were talking so good about Mike LaFleur last offseason. When I'm talking, like, bro, he's the man. His brother's such a good coach. New York. Maybe it was a bad situation. You New know? York, yeah. It was a Zach yeah. Wilson when he vehicle. Said, when, you know what it was? He, he's the one that came out and publicly said, you know, we probably shouldn't have started Zach Wilson last year. And the, the GM was like, and the, the owner was like, we said we should, and you're going to, you know? So he's like, well, you're out. Bye-bye. <laughs> and he's probably like, yeah, fine. Yeah. He's going to get hired in a, day, a week and a day. Uh, your your bro- Is his brother going to hire him? Honestly, I... I wouldn't mind. There's been it. some coaching movement in the last couple hours. I was seeing. Or my, last couple I'll, days. I'm looking at. Um, the Rams have lost so many coaches over the course of the last couple seasons. So mm-hmm. I would imagine some of these failed coaches, coordinators that went other places, will start making their way back to the Sean McVay coaching tree. We shall see. We shall see. But you can see us all over this channel right here. Like this
0: video. All right. Subscribe to the channel. We got a lot of cool content coming your way. Obviously, the playoffs are here. More sports are coming. We're going to have new audiences coming sooner or later. Um, It's going to happen. We're excited about it. But you can also follow us on social media right now. You can do that by heading on over to Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Mojo. M-O-J-O. Very easy to find us. And, of course, the Discord, which is a happening conversation each and every day, figuring out which stocks you want to go in on, long, short, uh, you know, Brock Purdy, you know, Dak Prescott, whoever you're going in on this week, do it responsibly. Uh, Don't be a fool. Um, Don't lose all your money because you need more money for next week because next week, believe it or not, we're down to four teams, man. We're down to the AFC and the NFC Championship game to preview next week. It's going to be good. And next week, we'll definitely touch back on a lot of the guys that were eliminated. Situation. Start hooping soon. Yeah, start, start basketball coverage very soon. There's a lot going on over here at Mojo. So thanks for sticking with us. Thank you for the support. We appreciate you each and every day. For Dave Sturgeo and, of course, Chris Gucci, A5 behind the glass. This has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. Enjoy the football on Monday my voice might, you know, be a little hoarse. Chris might have to take the show. Um, I'll just kind of sit here and nod the entire time because I'm gonna, I'm going to empty the clip <laughs> on Sunday night at my father's house. Sorry, Dad. See you guys next time.
1: Even if you win, you're gonna lose the next week.